Welcome back everyone to the Summits Podcast. As you can see, not in the studio today. Very happy to be here at what I call God's Country, otherwise known as Memorial Stadium at Indiana University. And uh, pleased to be joined today by none other than the Athletic Director of Indiana University, Mr. Scott Dolson. Scott, hey, thanks, thanks Vince. Appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming down. Love coming down. I don't it's need awesome. any more excuses to come down here. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> um, before we get started, I wanted to uh, touch on the fact, as you can see also, that uh, our, my co-host, Daniel, kind of the uh, Robin to my Batman, if you will, which he won't appreciate, is not here today. Um, we are all thinking of he and his wife on their pending birth of twins. Uh, by the time this is released, hopefully they will be proud parents. Um, I also was a little disappointed that he's not here today because as a Purdue grad, as you guys know, it been really great to have him sitting here in, these, in this surrounding and having to deal with it. So anyway, I think he's really just scared of coming down, but you know, a birth <laughs> of twins, I guess, is a decent excuse. All right, so for Scott, when I think of Scott, I, I think of Mr. Indiana. <laughs> Scott's been here. This is year 37, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would, kind of before we get to the, the Indiana piece, uh, tell us about, like, you know, the young Scott. Where, where are you from? How did you, you know, where did you grow up? Things like that. Well, Vince, you know, it's interesting you say Mr. Indiana. That's funny. It, I laugh when you said that because the, the reality is, I, you know, I grew up a huge IU fan. I grew up in, in northern Indiana, a town called Michigan City right up on the lake, and actually my grandfather went to IU and uh, act, unfortunately could only come to IU for a year okay. and had to go back home to work and just didn't have the money to stay. Sure. But uh, he always, it was a really big thing for him that my sister and I, number one, we go to college, but he just talked about IU all the time. And he introduced me to IU sports. And I remember watching in 1975 when our basketball program was rolling, obviously, you know, we get beat, and I've said this before, we got beat by Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Yep. You know, we were undefeated. And just experiencing that with my grandfather, I was eight years old. And it just was, you know, I think at that point, you know, I just had so much emotion for IU at such a young age. And then just seeing his reaction, we lost. I remember how devastated he was. Right. And then, of course, we came back and won the national championship the next year, 76. And for me, that was kind of it. And I was, it was a dream of mine to play for IU, uh, like a lot of kids in the state of Indiana. Had a little talent problem. Wasn't quite good enough to play, but it's so funny how things sort of work out. And my best friend in high school was the number one player in the country, a guy named Delray Brooks, who's Mr. Basketball. Yep. And, you know, we were kind of one of those package deals in a way. I was coming here anyway. When he chose to come here and play for Coach Knight, Steve Alford's roommate was actually a, a manager for the team. Okay. And Delray said, hey, you love IU basketball more than anybody I know. Wouldn't that be cool if you would do that? And, and, and it just sort of went from there, and, and uh, I've never left. And he actually transferred, went to Providence. They made the Final Four in 1987. When we were there, we beat UNLV. They lost to Syracuse, and, of course, we won the championship. It was just kind of an right. unreal situation. You didn't taunt him off after that, did you? No, I definitely <laughs> didn't. I was hoping they would win. It would have been interesting to play Providence in the championship. Sure. But in a way, I was kind of glad we didn't, because, or we didn't play each other because uh, you know, I certainly was pulling for him yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, we're certainly glad you stayed here and didn't transfer as well. <laughs> well, I tell you, Coach Knight, I was worried about that. when, when uh, It was funny because when Delray transferred, it was halfway through our sophomore year. I remember coming back to practice the day after he transferred, and I ran into Coach Knight, and he kind of looked at me, and he said, you're still here? And I said, <laughs> I said, that's good, isn't it? And he said, well, we'll see about that. 
So, so it's kind of funny that I'm still here. That's but good. I feel very, very fortunate to, uh, to have the opportunity to be here for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know speaking on behalf of the entire alumni base, we're damn glad you stayed. We're damn glad you're <laughs> I still here as well. That. I appreciate you know, that. We were talking about this beforehand. <clears throat> hiring, hiring someone for a job um, <clears throat> based on skill set alone, I think, is the easy part. The hard part is finding someone who not only has the skill set to do the job, but if they bring a passion along mm-hmm. with it, like that's 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 hard to find, and um, there's no question that you have both the skill set as well as the passion. So, I'm very happy that you're in the position that you're in now. I think it. I mean, doesn't matter what I think, but <laughs> I think it was a, an obvious choice. Um, and I think I think I'm just excited to see what happens over the next five to ten years for sure. Well, that, that means a lot, and I did, I feel very, very very fortunate. I've always felt fortunate to work here because when you work at a place you love, you know that's an old you know it's a cliche. You can see all the cliches in the world. But uh, for me, to, to be at a place that I do have a passion for, that I believe in, I believe in our mission, I've uh, benefited from that mission, so to be able to continue that and continue to have a role uh, is, is uh, something I don't take for granted and I really, really appreciate, for sure. Yep, awesome. So there's, there's a line by Drake's that says, uh, start at the bottom, now we're here. Um, you know, as you, you mentioned, you, were, you started as a student manager um, back in the 80s. What was the progression from there to, to today? It was really interesting because I didn't realize it at the time, Vince, but, but just being a manager really prepared me for today. And, and it, it, you know, you're young and, you, and you're just working, you're trying to learn and get by, I guess, as best you can. And I just didn't realize all the opportunities that were there. Over time, I started to really, as I, as I kind of grew, I guess, or evolved, there were just things that just happened that were amazing that it, it helped me in my job today. So, uh, you know, as you said, I was a manager, and that was an incredible opportunity from a leadership standpoint. And then I, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I was trying to figure it out. Sure. And Tim Knight, who's Coach Knight's oldest son, he asked me to, to join him. It was Tim Knight Enterprises. I was okay. a vice president, <laughs> and he was the president. It was the only two of us working out of his living room, so it was kind of funny. Uh, but we ran uh, all Coach Knight's businesses, his camps, okay. his clinics, his um, apparel sales, the Bob Knight sweater. Sure. And so Tim was incredible, still is, you know, has a business mind. And, and for me, it kept me in Bloomington, and I learned a ton about the business side of, of athletics. Sure. And it really was, an, is again, as I look back, you know, it would be a day that I was working at Bob Knight's camp with little kids, and then maybe the next day Tim and I are going to meet the CEO of Coca-Cola selling a sponsorship for – uh, Bob Knight's clinics. And, right. and so it was really, really great. And then I was fortunate enough to get a job here in athletics with the varsity club, which again was another just opportunistic time for me because when you're in fundraising, you get to learn a little bit about everything mm-hmm. because you have to know whether it's compliance, whether it's marketing, whether it's how uh, our academic side works. So I, I was able to really learn a lot in that role. And then at, at the same time, Travel the state of Indiana, meet alumni everywhere, make uh, really strong bonds right. that really have, have been been huge for me and for most importantly for IU athletics, and, and then I was just able to grow. And, and there were people who came in uh, to my life from a professional standpoint, and, and really leading up to Fred Glass, who when he took over uh, was named AD, uh, promoted me to deputy athletic director, and again just couldn't have had a more perfect opportunity for me to, to really learn, to, to really not be in the chair, but to be right next to him. And, mm-hmm. and to his credit, he wanted to make certain I 
was in on everything. And, uh, and he's such a great leader, and, 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 and I learned a lot just from him professionally. But, again, just having that experience was great. So I feel like I've been preparing for this role for a long, long time, to be honest with you. And, again, feel really fortunate to have it. Oh, that's great. Um, you've been asked this, I'm sure, multiple times, mm-hmm. and, and so I won't you know, harp on it too much, but year one was probably not exactly the way you drew it up, um, certainly not the way any of us drew it up. How would you, looking back now, and not that we're out of it by any means, but how would you look back on year one now? And what would you say, and we already know all about the pandemic, but what would you say was the, the one thing, if you had to pick one thing that stands out to you the most about your first year? I would say that, you know, like, like everybody thinks, like you're alluding to, you know, we wish, I hated that we're in this situation like everybody. It's just yeah. horrific for so many families and the lives that were affected and have been, continued to be affected by the, the pandemic. But for me, it, it, assuming this role during this time, actually, uh, it, when, you're, when you're dealt certain cards, you just got to play in the best you can. And for me, I think my growth into the role, the development of our team, although, you know, I'd been here and uh, taking over for Fred, it wasn't new in terms of the people, but because there was so much coming at us and so much, it's like we were changing the tires on a car while we were going down the highway, that I think it helped me develop and to really hit a rhythm really early. And, you know, I learned a ton. We had, and I've said this publicly before, but you know, we had athletic director, conference calls, Zoom calls mm-hmm. every day for nine months straight with all my colleagues. So the 13 other athletic directors and, and Commissioner Warren and, and a couple other Big Ten staff members. And for me to have the opportunity to be every morning, from, it was like Groundhog's Day. Every morning right. from 8 to 9.30, <laughs> I'm on a Zoom call, and it's, you know, Barry Alvarez from Wisconsin. He and I were the first two on every call every day. We always were on it. 10 till 8, and everybody else kind of, and so I talked to him. Every, we, we just joked about that the other night. And just to learn from, from them and realize the Big Ten is such a close conference. I knew that, but it was really, for us to work through the challenges together uh, was great. And again, as a young AD, not young to the business, it helped me establish relationships that uh, would have taken a little longer to do because I was thrown into it and, and uh, with so much going on. And, you know, Mike Lubinsky from Purdue, for example, he and I are extremely close and talk regularly. You know, we want to beat them. They want to beat us. Right. But at the same time, um, we all work together, and, and he's been extremely helpful as I str- I've transitioned in, and we try to work through all the challenges that we've had. Yeah, that's great. I would imagine, like a lot of businesses, though, have had to rethink certain things. Mm-hmm. And so the, the challenge that the pandemic has brought about has actually uncovered opportunities mm-hmm. that might otherwise not have been looked at. Vince, that's a great point. I think we're we're much better organizationally. We've restructured. We've had some real challenges. It's never easy to, you know, we've cut 32 positions, and, and that saved us about $2 million a year, and that's part of our financial stabilization plan. You know, we have to be able to make it financially, and, right. and uh, like a lot of businesses, when you go through a challenge like everybody's been through, it, at times you have to reinvent yourself, and, and we've done that. I feel like we're, we're really strong. I feel like we have a really good culture. I think we've learned um, really to, to focus on our priorities and to, to make certain in terms of resources, we maximize those, human resources and financial resources. And, and uh, I'm really proud of our staff. I think we've done a good job of that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, my personal one word for IU Athletics right now is momentum. And I, the reason why I say that is because you see all the, the progress that Coach Allen and the IU football staff have done with that part of the program. Um, Woody coming in. I mean, 
this might date me a little bit, but I still think of Mike Woodson as my camp counselor when I was a kid <laughs> up in, up in uh, Indy um, and seeing him come down here and what, I, I think there were, there was probably a lot of people who were in the middle where it's like, weren't sure like Mike Woodson, that's, that's awesome. You know, can he be a good head coach? Don't know. But like, I, I think in very short order, a lot of those folks in the middle are now on that side of the fence where, yeah, this, he's got this thing rolling in the right direction. And then you see the, the men's soccer program, the girls' basketball program. Um, my youngest daughter I've brought to a couple of IU basketball girls' games and loves it. Uh, so I just think there's a lot of momentum going on right now across the, the spectrum of IU athletics, and it's, it's really exciting. I appreciate you saying that, and, and it, it is funny, Vince, because that is a word that we, we, we talk about. We talk about momentum. We talk about it's important for us that, that there's hope. And you talked about hiring uh, Woody. You know, I think one of the big things for us is we wanted, uh, I'm a field person. We wanted, uh, most importantly, our players uh, and then our department and then, and then Hoosier Nation mm-hmm. to, to feel hope and to feel there's a vision. And, and, uh, and I think you have a vision and you work that vision um, you, and you create that belief and, and, and you can see what Tom Allen has done in football that that is really what we're trying to do for the whole department and and um, one of the things that we talk about a lot too if my staff were sitting up here with us I say a lot that we want to under promise and over deliver even though I talk a lot for my with my job and, and I feel like I'm talking about our momentum and, and trying to make certain people know where we are you know your reputation is built on what you do not what you say you're going to do and, and internally you know we want to make certain that that we're getting the job done and that that you know the momentum is great but it's all about results, and, 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 uh, and we focus on those priorities and making certain that we're focused on maximizing the opportunity for our student-athletes. And I do feel, and it's great that you feel that way, uh, as I'm around our student-athletes, I love the feel that, that, that they have. Even though we've been yeah. through such a tough time, I'm so proud of how they handled this year. And you know, I could go from team to team and just give you examples where uh, they really believe, they're really working hard, and, and, uh, and I think they've created that momentum in, uh, and hope, which is really important. Yeah. I would also say that I think the, the whole LEO uh, mentality has now um, gone beyond the football program mm-hmm. and has probably spread throughout the athletic department. And I, I like that, that whole mantra, that feel, and, and uh, I think that'll pay dividends for sure. I'm glad you feel that way because that's what – and I give Tom so much credit because Tom is much more than the, what people see even though what they see is awesome you know he's he's obviously one of the um the best coaches in the country he's doing he's been recognized as that you know he's he's what he's done for football is amazing but as you mentioned for our department uh and for our university for the state of indiana he's really become really a symbol for in a lot of ways and and we try to you know build on what he's created for the whole department and and uh, talk about that a lot it's really important to us yep so Going to um, kind of the really what, what the foundation of this this podcast and and uh, where it comes from as part of the Heroes Foundation, um, Scott. What is your cancer story? Yeah, fortunately, like most families, everybody has one, right. and you know we've got several in our family. You know, starting with my wife, who you know I've got so much respect for. She had two uh, battles with breast cancer, and just you know was by her side as she went through that and. You know, you think you've got challenges at work some days, and, and, and you hate that you have to go through something like that to put things in perspective, because mm-hmm. you think that you just recognize that every day. But uh, just watching her, and you know, whether it's being stuck with needles, 
as you're going through treatment and all right. the different things that I remember her saying at one point, you just sort of put that aside and it just, you sort of become, that's your new way of life and, and things that used to be challenging or just everyone's always poking or prodding or doing something. Right. And just to watch her go through that uh, was, uh, you know, inspiration, but also just so uh, meaningful for me to, to understand how many people out there in the healthcare system are really doing everything they can to make people better. And her treatment, uh, her doctors, nurses, everybody was just awesome. And uh, that just was really a, a neat impact for me to watch that and to watch her go through it. And then her brother, uh, my brother-in-law is going through you know challenges <clears throat> right now with that. And so he's, he's, he's had uh, a really tough battle with cancer as well. And so uh, just watching him and, and, and then his father, my father-in-law, my wife's father has been through some challenges as well. So, you know, when you see that, and again, unfortunately, everybody's got their story. It makes me appreciate what you're doing, you know, with the Heroes Foundation, what so many people out there are doing to, to help people. And as I said, the, the healthcare system, to me, the, 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 when you talk about people and the impact that they have on people's lives and how much they care, it's not a job for, for those people, and you see it, and, uh, and we felt it. So it just it means a lot that what you're doing, you having me on this, and, and I just appreciate everybody who is supporting the Heroes Foundation and trying to, to make a difference for sure, and I know my family appreciates it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so Scott, for those that our viewers that don't know, Scott's brother-in-law, um, Andy, is a good buddy of mine. We're roommates senior year down here at IU um, in a pretty tough battle right now, so... Andy, we just want you to know we're all thinking about you, man. We, we, as always, have your back, and we love you. 